Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. What up, friends? What up, family? What up, fans? How are you guys doing today, huh? On this August 25th. Can you believe 2021 is is more than halfway over? That's wild to me, isn't it? How fast this year has moved. Last year felt like it, it dragged on forever. And this year has felt like it's just flown right fucking by. I, I just... It's wild to me. It is wild to me at how fast things have gone. It's just... It's insane. It really is. And I am very excited for the months ahead. Uh, There's a lot of new games coming out that we're going to be talking about a lot. New and exciting things are going on all around us all the time. And no no matter what might be going on in in the real world it's 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 good to have something to unplug to right and it, it just it it's it's a joy to be here spending uh time with all of you and uh if you want to spend more time with me you know every, every friday on uh the 101 esports league's twitch you can catch me shoutcasting Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Tournaments. On Saturdays, you can catch me on their Twitch shoutcasting Super Smash Brothers Melee Tournaments. Um, probably going to be doing more games in the future. Uh, my my great friends and things over at the 101 League. You can follow them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Discord. Like I said, Twitch. Um, great, awesome local esports league. And... On Saturdays, we host at Panels, Comic Book Coffee Bar, nice little local shop, local comic shop that's also a coffee bar. Um, always good to support small business, especially small local business. But but yeah, on, uh, been doing that for um, just over a month now, and that's been really fun. Just you know, always going hard in the in the nerd department, as you guys can see. But uh, I love it. I love it. I really do. And I'm glad you guys stick around. Hey, you know, while you're here, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, all that fun, good stuff. Um, you know, if if, uh, if you like, you know, subscribe. We're on several different platforms. But uh, you do you, right? I just, I, I talk, you guys listen, and uh, I'm not going to force you if you don't want to, you know? I am uh, very, very laissez-faire when it comes to that. But hey, hey, got a lot going on. And a lot dropped today, of all things. Um, well, the best news ever, actually, today. We finally have a release date for Halo Infinite after it leaked. Uh, and it was weird that they didn't talk about this at the main Xbox show yesterday for Gamescom. But it actually happened during during Gamescom Live. And uh, it is confirmed for December 8th. Um, it is uh, both campaign and, co- uh, and and multiplayer will will launch on December 8th. They also announced a new Xbox 
uh, Series X, which is Halo Infinite themed. And it looks very nice. It costs $550. Uh, you can pre-order that now on several sites, as well as a $200 Master Chief themed Elite Series 2 controller, which I would very much like to have. Um, I missed the pre-order on that for some reason. And uh, those will launch actually on November 15th, uh, 20 years to the day of the launch of the original Halo, uh, which launched in 2001 on November 15th. So those are very nice things to, to own and have. Uh, however, there are some caveats with that. Unfortunately, there will not be uh, campaign co-op uh, right away in Halo Infinite. That is expected to drop at least three months after the launch of the game. They said it would be in Season 2 of uh, multiplayer, which, again, I, people are like, oh, I'm not buying it because of that. I'm like, okay, well, if you're not buying it because of campaign co-op, then you're... you're I don't know what you're doing, because that, that's a ridiculous reason to not buy a game. Um, I mean, and it's it's also not going to have Forge, which they said should ex uh, drop by Season 3, so about six months after launch. Now, look, again, if, if and people are complaining about the price of the game being a full-price game and not including um, co uh, campaign co-op, like... That's a really dumb fucking reason to think the game is not worth its full price. Campaign co-op is not a, a feature that sells any game in any world anywhere. And yes, it sucks that it wasn't included in Halo 5, but more people cared about not having couch co-op or, or split screen more than anything in Halo 5. Yes, there was campaign co-op and it was done online, but... Like, I'm not going to cry about not having it. Granted, I play the campaign solo 99% of the time. But if you're only buying Halo to play it with your friends in the campaign, I, I think you're getting lost in the sauce there. Like, buying, getting multiplayer to play with your friends 100%. Like, if they didn't launch with multiplayer, that makes sense. And I get the argument that paying full price for a Halo game when multiplayer is free to play that I can I can get behind on that argument right um 100% I can get behind that argument but let's see if they can justify that $60 price for um you know for a, a, a campaign only but I'm very excited I'm very 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 excited we also got a new trailer for the first season of multiplayer which I Seems like they're taking a similar approach to Warzone, hopefully not completely like that. And it it, it sets up some new lore. Uh, looks like uh, London is invaded by possibly the Covenant or possibly the Banished at some point between Halo 2 and Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite is being confirmed as taking place after Halo 5, so that's a good thing. And... I'm very excited to see where things go. I hope we get another technical test or a beta or something like that soon. Uh, it would be really nice to be able to play that again before December. If we don't, it sucks, but I, I'm pretty sure we're going to get another one. It's being rumored that it's going to be 4v4 and possibly big team battle. So I am very excited to see if we get that soon. Um, but yes, uh, Halo Infinite confirmed December 8th.
And uh, if you want, try and get your hands on that Halo Infinite Xbox Series X. Uh, also branded for the 20th anniversary of, of both Xbox and Halo. And also, I'm going to try and get my hands on the controller. A lot of people are trying to get their hands on it as well. Um, but that is happening uh, right now too. So I am very, 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 very excited for Halo Infinite. I cannot wait. I really cannot wait. Um, moving on. Uh, Gamescom opening night was uh, today, technically. Uh, uh, Games, Gamescom does take place in Germany, which is about 10 hours ahead, I think. Um, let me see. Current time, Germany. Yeah, it's 7.45 a.m. over there. <laughs> so, uh, as you can tell, I'm recording this kind of late. Um, anyway... Uh, they had their opening night earlier today, and we got a lot of confirmations of things. Uh, Saints Row Reboot is launching February 25th, 2022. It is a complete reboot of the franchise. Uh, they showed off a cinematic trailer. A new game from Fraxis and Take-Two Interactive is Marvel's Midnight Suns, which is uh, a lot like their XCOM games, so that, that is going to be a, a turn-paced RPG. That will release March 22nd. Our first full reveal of the game will happen on September 1st. Uh, unfortunately, Horizon Forbidden West has been delayed to February 18th of 2022. Yes, uh, what was going to be PlayStation's biggest exclusive this year has been delayed until next year, and that will be in February. A lot of games coming out in February. Uh, finally, some news on LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Uh, that will launch sometime in spring. We got some more gameplay trailers and footage. Uh, the Writer's Republic game from Ubisoft has now entered open beta for everyone to try. Uh, we got a new trailer for Jurassic World Evolution 2. And that is launching on November 9th of this year. And then we got new trailers for Call of Duty, uh, Far Cry 6, and several other games as well. Um, so that's that's uh, all all was all online. You guys can go online and check all those out. I'm very excited for Jurassic World Evolution 2. I, I did put almost 100 hours into the first game. This one looks like we're taking over like for U.S. Fish and Game, Fish and Wildlife. So that's very exciting. Um, and Horizon Forbidden West, they did release some more gameplay footage that, that looks very exciting as well. So I'm 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 excited to see where all this goes. That Marvel's game, eh, I don't know. I it, it was a cinematic again. So I'm gonna hold off judgment until actual gameplay is shown. Saints Row, I don't really care that much about. I know a lot of people love it. I never got into those games, but the Far Cry trailer looked really good. That's that's for sure. Uh, also, the other day we had a Destiny 2 reveal. Actually, that was yesterday. Uh, the Witch Queen expansion is coming February 22nd as well. Um, and uh, it's also adding weapon crafting to the game for the first time. Uh, a new expansion, like I said, focusing on the Witch Queen. It's weird seeing like one of the enemy types from, from those games speaking like English. And uh, apparently she has the she can use the Traveler's Light as well and is making like hive guardians, which is wild. And she has like her own ghosts. Crazy to see. 
That's for damn sure. I'm very interested in that. And hopefully crossplay will be enabled soon as well. So that way I can finally play my first raid. But uh, speaking of, you know, Call of Duty earlier, I'm really torn. I, I don't want to support Activision right now. But at the same time, it's like... I said this last week. It's like you don't really want to like not buy games either because then you can end up hurting... Uh, you can end up hurting developers, but again, you're telling them with your wallet, I'm not fucking supporting you anymore. But then, then, they go and drop a trailer for, you know, Call of Duty Vanguard, and it's going to take place on all four fucking fronts of, of World War II, North Africa, the Pacific, the Eastern and Western Front in Europe, and it's like, fuck, dude. Fuck, man, that's, that's fuck that, dude. Shit. And a new Warzone map, dude. Like, making it really hard. I'll be strong. I'll be strong because I'm getting so many other games that month. I think it drops November 5th. Um, yeah, November 5th on all platforms. Um, you know, and, and speaking of activism, uh, this past week, a lot of Twitch streamers actually did a, a boycott of, of Twitch. And it was to protest hate raids uh, that have been kind of going on on certain streamers lately. And uh, this is going to take place... Uh, they've been planning it, I should say. It's going to take place on September 1st. A uh, number of streamers are going to go on strike. And essentially that's it's to get them for Twitch to do more about hate raids, hate speech... And um, some other things. So Wreck-It Raven, Lucia Everblack, and Shiny Pen uh, are going under the hashtag a day off Twitch, and um, also using the hashtag Twitch Do Better, uh, which was essentially originally set up by Wreck-It Raven. And a lot of people have been like just hating on people, unaccounted for hate, really. Um, and Twitch hasn't really done a whole lot for it. And it just it just sucks. Uh, Twitch, of course, is asking for people to, to, to do more. Uh, a lot more people are, are joining it. And, and it's just, if you're into it, look into it with those different streamers. Um, but essentially, it's, it's just, you know, asking Twitch to do better. And trying to stop people from just being awful on the internet. Which happens way too fucking much. In this world, the internet has turned, allowed people to scream into the void and think that people are screaming back with them, and they're not, and it's just shitty overall. Um, and speaking of, of Twitch, Dr. Disrespect is suing the platform. Yes, he is suing Twitch, and it all has to do with his ban. Um, so Guy Beam, better known as Dr. Disrespect, I remember he was banned from Twitch just over a year ago. And uh, on his YouTube channel, it uh, has to do with why he was banned. Uh, he said, quote, I can't talk about it, but a lot of people ask me, do you know the reason? Yeah, I do know the reason why now. I've known for months now the reason why, and I'll just say this right now, champs. There's a reason why we're suing the fuck out of them. I don't know how else to put it. The amount of damages, and you just don't. Nah, no, no, unquote. So it looks like he may have a case if he's not talking about it. Um, 
I, I just, it's very interesting. Uh, he went on to say also, quote, the Twitch ban has really, really affected us, not just from a financial standpoint, but from a networking standpoint. From all the relationships we built over the past five years in terms of Activision and EA, all the big sponsors and partnerships, they have to question, why did you get banned, unquote. Uh, he also said, quote, whether it's obvious or not, the blacklisting and shadow banning is happening as well as you think we're doing. And again, I think we're doing well enough. It's been extremely disheartening and it's been a roller coaster of emotions and it fucking sucks, unquote. Makes sense, dude. When when that happens, you and remember, no one really has ever found out why he was banned. No one knows why the doctor was banned at all. So I, I will be surprised to see if he can really go up against Amazon and Twitch. We'll see. You know, big tech companies haven't been as successful in the courtroom as they, they once were in the past. So it'll be interesting to see for sure. Um, but I hope he wins. I'm a big fan of the Doctor. Um, I know I don't watch a lot of Twitch or stuff on YouTube, but but I am definitely a big, big fan of the Doctor. I'm excited to see... Um, excited to see where that goes and uh like i said i i hope to see him prosper and hopefully he's playing halo in in the winter um also announced uh rocket league is transitioning over to unreal 5 uh it will be a long process it will not happen overnight which again this makes sense considering that you know epic bought psionics epic makes unreal engine 5 they're doing it for fortnite too um, but in other games that are going to Unreal 5, that is actually, and this is our last gaming story today, uh, that is going to be Black Myth Wukong, that great game coming out of China. It looks amazing. So Black Myth Wukong, it's a story about uh, Journey into the West. You're playing as the Monkey King. Uh, they showed off a really nice trailer in Unreal 5, and it looks gorgeous i cannot wait to play this game i know this game is several years out but i cannot wait to play this game it oh jesus it's the one of the prettiest looking games i've seen in a very long time if if you haven't seen anything on this game i'm i'm urging you to not sleep on it because it it's something you should definitely definitely check out uh black myth wukong coming from a small studio in china actually it looks mind trippy but it looks cool as fuck too um that is it for gaming um do want to talk a bit about some tv stuff so some big stuff's going on uh we got our first announcement for who's starring in the magic the gathering show over at netflix i'm pretty sure that's going to be a um i'm pretty sure that's going to be a, a, a animated show brandon routh is actually going to be starring in the show you know brandon routh known as uh, you know the adam from the Arrowverse, Superman from uh, Superman Returns, very big nerd, very big nerd indeed, and he'll be starring in the show, uh, but unfortunately at the same time, the show has lost the Russo bros as a, as the executive producers on the show, but again, executive producers aren't as important as uh, like actual producers, so it's okay, not a not huge deal. Uh, and then also today, uh, speaking of the Arrowverse... We got confirmation of what the next big crossover event in the Arrowverse is going to be. And it's actually going to be like some of the first few episodes of The Flash. Uh, it's called Armageddon. And uh, it will start on November 16th. It will include Javisha Lee's Batwoman. 
uh, Brandon Routh's The Atom, uh, Mia Queen, so um, I can't think of her name, so Mia Queen from Arrow, uh, uh, Chris Williams' Black Lightning, even though his show ended, uh, as well as Ryan Choi and some others. We're also getting uh, Tom Cavanaugh back as Reverse Flash and Neil McDonough back as Damian Dark, everyone's favorite Arrowverse villain, Damian Dark, is returning uh, as they figure out a way to stop Armageddon. Which, didn't they just do that with the Crisis on Infinite Earths? I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. Anyway, that's happening. I'm so fucking here for it. I'm stoked. And it might be the last season of The Flash as well. We don't know yet, but it, it may be. Or at least the last season of The Flash with Barry Allen. As the star. Um, also got word. If the Office reboot ever wants to happen. NBC says they are waiting. To hear from the original. Executive producer of the show. They are not going to move forward with anything. Without him on board. So don't expect an Office reboot anytime soon. To be honest that's good. You don't need to reboot a show that, that often. So quickly. After it originally aired. Like Give it some space. Give it some time. It, it 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 deserves that. It really does. So, some crazy people out there. Why would we want to reboot it so dang quickly? I don't know. I personally don't. I think that, that'd be weird. But, uh, I don't know. Anyway, moving on now. We've got news that Armor Wars has found its lead writer in Yasser Lester, who also worked on uh, Black Monday with uh, Don Cheadle and some other uh, comedy shows as well. Uh, so it looks like that's probably going to be an action comedy show. Um, I'm excited for that, for sure. Uh, Netflix has found uh, shown off its first look at the Cowboy Bebop live action. They look amazing. Uh, John Cho as Spike looks fucking perfect. Daniela Pineda, all of them. I cannot wait for this show. It's going to be, it looks so fucking true to the series for once. And that Netflix adaptation didn't, didn't fuck up. Um... I'm very excited for that, that's for sure. Uh, Barbara Broccoli and other James Bond producers uh, have confirmed that do not expect to ever see a James Bond show on Amazon. Uh, Amazon, of course, bought MGM last year, or earlier this year, I don't remember when exactly, but uh, MGM, of course, owns the rights to James Bond. And uh, they're like, we make films for the cinema. Like, and I'm, I'm good with that. I don't want a James Bond TV show. I would never want a James Bond TV show. I don't think anyone wants a James Bond TV show. Right? Like, I, I don't... I don't, uh... I don't think anyone does, to be honest. Has anyone ever asked for a James Bond show? They'd have to spend so much money, and it would have to be, like near fucking perfect like it literally wouldn't have to be near perfect for anyone to actually care about it and for it to be worth worth you know getting into because i i don't see that ever being a thing to be honest that's just no never i don't want it no one wants it go away thank god Movies only. Movies only. Uh, Disney has also inked a deal to produce 
a series based on 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and it would be a prequel series of all things about Captain Nemo. And it would be called Nautilus. I don't know. That's interesting. Interesting for sure. And then uh, I do want to talk about... Oh, you know what? I skipped something. I don't care. Not important. Um, I do want to review two episodes of uh, TV this week. Uh, what Ifs la- episode last week was fucking perfect. It was the episode with uh, T'Challa as Star-Lord. And honestly, it does so much more than the first episode did. And even seeing like a good Thanos, spoiler alert, was was hilarious. And just the the way it plays out completely differently from Guardians is, is great as well. Um, but it felt like watching a Guardians movie, but with Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, and it was near perfection. I loved it, and this animation style is great. I loved seeing Nebula as like a normal person, you know, with without having to have been subjected to years and years of torture and and being having parts replaced. Um, that was great to see. Interesting, not having Gamora though. I wonder how that plays in. But it it was just it was fun all around and seeing different callbacks and shoutouts and all these things, and then like the interaction between them in Wakanda at the end was was interesting as well, right? Because it just it doesn't play out the same that you'd expect it to, and that's that's literally what what if should be, right? the The first episode was a little too much like Captain America. Yeah, there were some parts here and there that were different. But this one was like completely different. Things have similar interactions, but they then they get completely twisted and turned around. And that was the best part about that episode of What If. Uh, obviously, I haven't watched today's yet. We'll talk about that next week. But I'm really digging What If so far. If If we can have more episodes like the second episode, I will be a very, very happy person. Very happy person, and I'll be very excited for a second season and, and hopefully more than two seasons. Uh, and then I do want to talk about Lower Decks, which had a great second episode. There were so many callbacks to previous stuff from Trek. Next Generation, uh, the, the original series movies, the, the animated series. There's callbacks to Deep Space Nine, to Voyager... To, to, to Enterprise. There were so many callbacks to different shows. And, and it, it and they don't shove them in your face either. And that was the best part about it. Then uh, there's also a, uh, like a B storyline about Boimler. And it, it's funny watching like the crew of the Titan like ham on Riker. And then Boimler getting them like excited like hey this is what Starfleet's about. Because like that's who he is. But then... Something happens with the with the transporter and a second Boimler is made, which is funny because he's on the crew of the Titan who's under the command of Captain Riker, who has literally had been through the same situation where he had a clone because of a transporter malfunction in Thomas Riker. So now we have two Boimlers and now we know why one is going to be back on the Cerritos. And if you love Star Trek, and you're not watching Lower Decks, you are missing out. Because Lower Decks is one of the greatest things to be ever added to the Star Trek mythos and canon. 
that if you're not watching it, you're, you're, like I said, you're severely missing out on one of the best shows on television right now. And I, I know it's on Paramount Plus, and it's like, I know not everyone wants a lot of streaming services, but the first episode of season two is on YouTube, and I think they added a bunch of season one to YouTube as well. So it's definitely, definitely something worth checking out. Um, Star Trek Lower Decks is fucking great. Um, and then, uh, moving on to streaming here. Uh, so talk about what's coming to streaming next month. Uh, over on Netflix, we have Blade Runner, the final cut, which is one of like the eight cuts of that movie. Uh, Green Lantern, worth a watch if you've never seen it. Otherwise, maybe don't. Mars Attacks, a great Tim Burton film. Uh, Mystery Men, a great like subversion of the superhero genre. School of Rock, uh, the final season of Lucifer. Very excited for that. All the Jaws movies. And then Grown Ups, a really good Adam Sandler movie. That's over on Netflix. On Disney Plus, we're finally getting Dark Phoenix. Uh, they're also adding Tomorrowland, that movie with with uh, George Clooney. I've never seen that. I've always wanted to watch it. Uh, of course, Star Wars Visions launches uh, midway through the month. Um, Pirates on Stranger Tides, which was the most recent one. And then a show that I cannot believe was on there before, but Pepper Ran, Pepper Ran. I don't remember how the rest of the song. She's one in a million. Pepper Ann, Pepper Ann. Yeah, Pepper Pepper Ann's being added to Disney Plus. And then Roly Polioli, too. He's Roly Polioli. He's small and open round. Just if they had PB and J Otter, I might be watching some kid shows that I'm way too old to watch. That's for damn sure. Um, that's it for streaming. Um, let's talk about movies, huh? Because there's been a big bit, a bit of a major news happened, you know, two days ago. Um, with a movie trailer that dropped, you know, just uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. You know, y- yeah. The Spider-Man No Way Home trailer dropped on Monday after it had leaked over the weekend. And y'all aren't ready for this, bro. Hello, Peter. Hello, Peter. Y'all are not fucking ready. And I'm I'm being honest and serious here. You are not ready. You are not ready. You are not ready. When I say you are not ready, you are not ready for this ish, bro. First off... We had something that had been rumored but not fully confirmed, and that is Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, at least his laugh and his pumpkin bombs, because those weren't MCU pumpkin bombs. Those were Sam Raimi Spider-Man pumpkin bombs. Uh, We got Doc Ock. Uh, Possible sightings of... You know, Sandman and possibly the Lizard. Uh, Of course, we got Lightning for Electro. And Doctor Strange and some multiverse shenanigans. I am all fucking here for it, folks. I didn't think we were going to get these in the trailer. And we did. Obviously, if Toby and Andrew Garfield are in the movie, they are not going to be in the trailer. Um... 
well, at least not right away. Those will be closer to when it comes out or after it comes out. Also, there were um, hints possibly at, at um, Matt Murdock, you know, Daredevil, being in it. Uh, there's like a very hairy arm that everyone thinks is... Um, everyone thinks is him. Uh, they don't show a face or anything. So obviously we don't know for sure if it is, but I'm very excited to see where it goes. I'm very excited for this movie in general, and I'm telling you guys, this is going to be the greatest Spider-Man movie I think ever. Okay, well maybe not ever, but 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 pretty damn fucking close. And oh, I'm very very fucking excited. Hello, Peter. Woo, woo, very 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 excited. My theory: when he says that in the trailer, he's talking to Toby Peter, though, because we still don't know if Toby. Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in it, but I, I'm like, that's why they cut to that, because I think it's Toby. And it looks like Doctor Strange might have a bit of an antagonistic role in this film as well, um, in some way, shape, or form. But also, that trailer has broken the record for most views in 24 hours. It hit 355.5 million views in 24 hours, beating Avengers Endgame. See, so Spider-Man has always been the most popular Marvel superhero, right? He's like Batman for DC. And Marvel will do anything they can to get the rights to Spider-Man back. Um, because, you know, Sony's mismanaged it. But the other weird thing to come out of that, and speaking of this, Sony has renamed their Spider-Verse. Um, remember, it used to be this really stupid name called... Uh, the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters, or people were calling it Spump. Spump. Well, they've renamed it Sony's Spider-Man universe. Which is very interesting for sure. Very interesting for sure. But, who knows what will happen. We uh, are just about three and a half months away from that movie releasing. So the trailers and shit are going to start kicking it up a notch soon as we get closer and closer. Uh, CinemaCon was also this past week. Um, unfortunately, none of this footage has been shown to the public. Um, but we got our first, our first footage was revealed of the Matrix 4, which will now be titled Matrix Resurrect, The Matrix Resurrections. Uh, it featured, um, for, featured Neo, it featured uh, uh, Trinity, a young Morpheus, apparently. Um, looks like they're in a, another iteration of the Matrix. But that is coming out next year, I'm pretty sure. Uh, footage was shown off for the Batman, Matt Reeves, the Batman. Um, apparently it was very dark and gritty and it shows him like flying up into the night. I'm sure some of this or some variation of this will be shown off at DC FanDome in about a month or two. Uh, then we also got, or also footage was shown of the Uncharted movie, and attendees said it had a lot of stuff that seemed to be ripped right out of the games. 
Um, hopefully, though, they, they can pull it off. That is, is the key here. As we all know, video game movies do not always work out for the best. But we'll see if it does in this situation. Um, I hopefully, uh, hopefully a lot of these get uh, released soon. Um, a lot of people would like to see that for sure. I'm still not super on board with this Uncharted movie, but we'll see. We'll see how it turns out in February. Also, Ven Venom might be delayed? Maybe? I don't know. Nobody knows, apparently, because rumors keep coming out that it's delayed, that it's not delayed, that it's delayed to next year, it's delayed a week, it's delayed a month. It's not. I, I, I don't know if anyone knows which way is up or which way is down when it comes to the release of Venom Let There Be Carnage. So... You might be seeing that movie in October. You might not be. We don't know yet. <laughs> um, also announced, uh, HBO Max is working on a Black Canary movie starring Journey Smollett. Uh, so essentially, this is going to be a sequel, in essence, to Birds of Prey. This is official. Journey Smollett posted about it. This is not some rumor mill thing. This is actually happening. And what this means is we might get a DCEU version of Oliver Queen. And I'm wondering how they're going to cast this person. It'd be interesting if they got uh, Stephen Amell to do it again. But yeah, we're going to get a new Oliver Queen possib possibly. Now this is all me just speculating. But with them announcing a, a Black Canary movie that there is a high probability... Of us getting a Oliver Queen in the DC Extended Universe. Um, also, uh, this week, Kevin Feige uh, confirmed that uh, we will get our first introduction of Riri Williams in Black Panther Wakanda Forever before her Ironheart television show premieres. Uh, Riri Williams, of course, is the character who takes over the Iron Man mantle. Uh, after the passing of Tony Stark. I don't think her name... No, her name is Ironheart, obviously. But uh, she takes over the, the, the role of Iron Man, essentially, after the passing of Tony Stark. Uh, Riri Williams. I'm guessing they're going to integrate her story somehow um, into Wakanda and probably Vibranium technology. Um, also, we got our first or final trailer, I should say, for Marvel's Eternals. It is definitely shaping up to be a movie unlike any other Marvel film. Um, very, very, like, epic and grand. And we finally have an, somewhat of an idea of why they didn't help when, when Thanos snapped his fingers. We get our first good look at the villains of the film that look to be both the, um, the Celestials and the Deviants. But very, very interesting for sure. I don't know how well this movie is going to do. And it, it, this is more of an experiment for Marvel than anything else. Because this is going to be their movie that is closest to DC properties. Right? The Eternals have always been, I think, kind of compared to uh, the Justice League. Just because they have similar powers. And we'll see 
how well this does and how people react to it because it, it like I said it does not feel or look like any Marvel movie that's come before it and it actually has some funny jokes in the trailer so I'm, that that's a positive thing and then our, our final bit of movie news here uh, Sir Ben Kingsley uh, was was seen on the red carpet for Shang-Chi uh, for the Shang-Chi premiere and he confirmed that he's in the movie Right? So he played Trevor Slattery in Iron Man 3, who was pretending to be the Mandarin in that film. And he is playing the same character again in the actual film, showing the actual Mandarin. And the last time we saw him was in Marvel One Shot, which were like little shorts that were put out on like some of the Blu rays and stuff. I'm all for it. I'm all for the return of him being the fake Mandarin again. I can't wait to see how that plays out. Because uh, it was not going in his favor in the Marvel one-shot. But we will talk about Shang-Chi in two weeks. Uh, when the movie, after the movie comes out next week. Um, so look for that review in a couple weeks uh, on this program. Uh, and with that, that's actually it for Nick's Nerd News this week. Thank you guys for, for tuning in and listening. Um, I really appreciate it. Like uh, Like I said at the top of the hour... Uh, make sure to check out the 101 League on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Um, I'm going to be shoutcasting another week of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate on Friday and Super Smash Brothers Melee on Saturday. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, great partners and friends over at the 101 League. Uh, also on Saturday, we the Melee tournament will be taking place at uh, Panels Comic Book Coffee Bar. So if you guys are in the area and want to come watch in person... Uh, get some coffee, pick up some comics. That's all going to be there. And um, they are not paying me to say that. I'm just supporting a small business. So I, I really dig them. And uh, with that, don't forget to check out nixnerdnews.com where you can listen to the show in your browser. Uh, you can find links to our Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcast pages. Also, while you're there, check out our social media tab. You guys can find our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram feeds we post a lot of funny memes. We have a lot of fun on there. Uh, or just search Nixner News on your social media platform of choice. Uh, with that being said, thank you guys. And I will catch you guys on the flip side.